Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a festive holiday edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and joining me to my side with an equally flashy Christmas Steelers Christmas ugly sweater, a one Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian, hey, man, a um, little later in the week, but we had some specific reasons for waiting we this did. long to get on the horn, and one of those is... A very happy Festivus to you, my friend. How's it going? I got a lot of problems with some of you people, and I'm going to tell you about them. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, that's on here somewhere. Hold on. It does noises. Let's see what random thing we get. I don't know if that even picked up on the microphone. I heard it. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see if that ends up in there. Some of the two percenters are actually checking this show out. No cheat sheet edition this week because, quite frankly, uh, if you don't have NFL Network and you don't live in Pittsburgh to catch us on KDK Channel 2, I have no clue if this is on NFL Plus from all of my dealings with NFL Plus. I think you have to log into a TV provider. So don't go kvetching that you can't watch the Steelers game. We've warned you ahead of time, but it's available to everyone in the country provided you have NFL Network or you live in the broadcast area of KDK Channel 2 out of Pittsburgh or have some other nefarious methods or whatever means of watching the game. So, um, yeah, Christmas Eve, find a bar that's actually open. Maybe (laughs) you can find it there. Hot off the heels of uh, Sunday ticket getting purchased by uh, the new contract going from DirecTV over to Google for YouTube TV. So I have YouTube TV already. Just hope they don't jack up the price of their base plans like DirecTV decided to do all this time. And then now to the actual game. For a very somber moment, Brian woke up the other morning to, like, am I reading what I'm reading? And uh, it was a very, it's one of those things. It's weird to put it in with like, let's say 9-11 or one of those days. There's there's a couple of different mornings where you just wake up and something's not the same. And this one will sit with me for a long time because it's just before Christmas. And uh, I slept in. I slept past my alarm and everything. For My nine-year-old daughter gets out of bed on her own, gets ready for school on her own. We got to be on the bus in less than two. 10, 10 minutes, not even. And she wakes me up and I've, you know, got to use the bathroom, everything else. I grab my phone real quick and everything just stops. Everything just goes blank. And I see the news that Franco Harris passes away at age 72, just days before he's going to be, he's already been immortalized in Steelers lore, but officially have his Jersey retired. Big celebration for Christmas Eve night, 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception being celebrated at might be Three Rivers Stadium this week uh, based on some of the things that we've seen already with the celebrations. Some of the uh, they painted the end zones gold to make it look like the old school stadium and everything else. So we came and call it Heinz or Acrisure in this case. But Saturday night, hopefully the place will be rocking because it's going to be like zero degrees as well. But yeah, um, very... Um, very uh, bittersweet, and it wasn't like, uh, as far as uh, my recollection, nothing that I know of 
him being in poor health or anything like that. Just did an interview. Guy was really geeked up, excited, just as everyone else, more so than anybody else, I would think. Who knows what other luminaries were going to show up and, you know, speak his good graces and everything like that. And here we go. They're all lined up to still do the same, unfortunately, posthumously. Yeah, I, I tell you, I'm sitting in my chair. Uh, get I get up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, I go downstairs. I'm getting my gym clothes on. I'm getting ready to go to the gym. And I, for no good reason, put Twitter on my phone um, and see all these people, you know, basically saying can't be true, can't be true. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, checked it out, found out the, the news. And yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a complete shock. I mean, you know, I, I'll tell you when Dan Rooney passed, it hit me pretty hard. Uh, you know, for considering it's somebody I don't know, and it's not, you know, directly related to me, but you know, it wasn't a shock. You knew Dan Rooney could go any day, right? He, he was a, he was an older guy and he, and he, and he clearly was not in the best of health, but Franco, you just had no idea. Um, you know, it really was like, all right, you're 72. Certainly there's always a chance, but the guy just seemed to be eternal. Um, and you did not, it was not anticipated. And the timing of course, uh, uh, couldn't it be worse. This has been, you know, for you and me both, this has been a very rough end of the year. Um, and you know, it just was like, wow, on top of all that. And, you know, Franco was my daughter's favorite player. Um, you know, she she loved Franco. Um, I was very worried how she was going to take it when I when I woke her up. But, you know, she was she took it basically pretty well. Um, you know, she remembered that she got to recite the play by play call of the immaculate reception in front of him for him. Uh, he gave her a big hug. So she remembered the good stuff. So that's all good. Uh, but, yeah, it, clearly. Um, just, just, you know, unfortunate timing for, uh, and, and, you know, unfortunate that a guy who seemed to be in pretty good health, um, passed away. I mean, I, I have not, to be honest, I haven't looked, but I have not seen a, a cause published uh-huh. out. Uh, and, and you but, probably won't either. Just out hey, of, a lot of times out of respect to, you know, him as, and the family. Yeah. As you constantly inform me, I'm old. So it makes me think, man. <laughs> uh, and, and come on. You know, I joke only because you're older than me, but uh, you're not that old. But you just never know uh, when anyone's time's up. And, I mean, it's 72, seems pretty young. And, uh, you know, we both uh, – I wasn't going to mention it, but, of course, both uh, heading into Christmas for the first time, each one of us, without our fathers now. And my, my old man, 69, um, number of health problems, you know, way it happens, man. You're never prepared. And that's why, um, it, whether, you know, you have something personal like myself or Brian that hits you this holiday season or the Franco news hits you, uh, find your loved ones, hold them tight, keep some of these arguments and everything else. We, we joke airing of grievances, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, leave that for today, this Christmas holiday whatever seasons or holidays you may celebrate because not everyone celebrates i think everybody still celebrates christmas in their own way but it is a festive holiday season grab a loved one tight 
don't mean to get uh tear jerky or anything over here with anyone but uh yeah it's tough and you've got uh, you've got a lot of statements you've got a lot of uh tributes that are going on uh everywhere uh rich eisen posted this if you've ever been through the pittsburgh airport and have seen a statue of franco immortalizing the immaculate reception and there it is with the christmas tree right in the background lots of people leaving terrible towels and other paraphernalia you also have um I believe, let me see if I've got the one that uh, Brooke Pryor put up here. Yes, uh, Brooke Pryor also uh, put uh, from uh, ESPN. She covers it for ESPN, I believe, for the Steelers. Sorry, tripping over my words here, but also this is right outside of Acrisure Stadium, the uh, monument for the Immaculate Reception. So this one as well, and who knows what it looks like at this point because we're already like almost two days from when this particular photo was taken. And then um, the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, Art Rooney II, had this statement. It is difficult to find the appropriate words to describe Franco Harris's impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers, his teammates, the city of Pittsburgh, and Steelers Nation from his rookie season, which included the Immaculate Reception. Through the next 50 years, Franco brought joy to people on and off the field. He never stopped giving back in so many ways. He touched so many and he was loved by so many. Our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Dana, his son, Doc, and his extended family at this difficult time. And can't say it any better, so just to take the words from Art Rooney. And that's going to carry over into what already was a uh, a pretty big <laughs> a set of weekend plans here for the Steelers. They were already live-tweeting the uh, the game and doing a lot of uh, things in the Great Hall even today, even with the nasty weather. One of those, if you're watching this on YouTube, pulling this right up, this is uh, straight out of an old... Uh, this probably looks better than the technology they may have had in <laughs> 1972, but it's meant to look, you know, old school, old-timey, with just the, uh, the, the little light bulbs in the scoreboard. Welcome to Pittsburgh in the first game of the 1972 AFC playoffs. And... Yep. Uh, despite the Steelers losing to the Dolphins that year, the perfect season Dolphins is still lives in lore as a turning point, maybe the turning point for the entire franchise over the last 50 years. Kind of hard to even think that the Steelers would be in any position to do anything other than to beat the Las Vegas Raiders ass on Saturday night. Do you need any more inspiration or any more fire up underneath you? in order to go out there regardless of the wind chill, the temperatures, maybe this could be the coldest game in this stadium's history Saturday night. I am trying to figure out if I'm going to have, uh, be able to get there as, as one thing, let alone sit through this entire thing. But Brian, can you picture yeah. any other outcome for this game? I don't see any other way uh, uh, of the, of this going the, the, outside of the Steelers way. I think, to be fair, I think even the Raiders will be upset if they were to win this game. <laughs> uh, I, this is, I, look, there is, there's going to be so much emotion in the stadium. There's going to be so much emotion in the locker room. You know, again, I don't want to keep harping on this too much, but, you know, Franco was an ambassador and every team up until this point has, has had him approach team members. He's talked to Najee. I'm sure he's talked to Kenny. He's had interactions with these guys and, and he has an impact. He just does. 
Um, anybody who's met him, and I've met him several times, will tell you he has an impact on you. Um, he is. He was. I have to bring this up because it was so inappropriate. A guy tweeted, Franco is a fraud. And I'm like, are you kidding what? me? Yeah. Oh, this was before the news. Uh, yeah, because it would be very insensitive after the fact, but before and, that. And then Alex Highsmith's dad, Sam Highsmith, um, you know, was like, watch your words. And it's it, it, because that was after. Now, this is after everything. But I, I saw that and I'm like, you know, have you ever met Franco? Because if you had, you would never, ever, you know, begin to to utter those statements. The man was the most genuine, kind-hearted, will, you know, just with you in that moment kind of guy. Um, he had Dan Rooney in him, and Dan Rooney had him in him. They just, they same cloth. Um, and so... To bring this back around to what you're saying, no, I cannot imagine a scenario coming out of, of Christmas Eve where the, the Steelers are, do not win this game. Um, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, what What a bittersweet pill that would be. Um, you know, the problem is you just can't ever tell how these kind of things are going to impact folks. Uh, I don't know how it's going to impact people in the team. I don't know how it's going to impact Tomlin. Do I think they're going to be all business? Sure, I do. Do I think they have added incentive to win this game? Of course they do. Um, do I think the fans that are going to be in the stadium, how many ever there are that brave the elements, I will not be one of them officially, um, <laughs> decided it was not worth the uh, five-and-a-half-hour drive on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, possibly one of the worst roads to drive on in the entire universe, uh, in ice and snow. I was like, no, nah, forget it. You not just get it. trapped in Breezewood. No big deal. Exactly. Not doing it. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going. But, uh, you know, it's going to be an emotional stadium. And it's going to be an emotional night. And uh, hopefully it ends the way that it should. Yeah, and I hear you. And uh, I didn't want to take away from all of the Franco um, announcements. But I need to mention that the Steel City Underground podcast, once again, Brought to you by Manscaped. You know, um, we're right at the end here of the holiday season. Uh, Manscaped is uh, your uh, the best. And, oh, you've got it right there. I, I was tripping over my words to find the actual read here. This <laughs> is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their, pro their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Brian just had the performance package for the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle there. And yeah, that's kind of gross to be doing that right on the air. It, it is an awesome. Hey, I, I was already doing that beforehand. better than taking this one out and using it where it's supposed to be used. <laughs> hey, just wait, just wait. They've got the they've got an announcement coming for some new product after the first of the year. So, uh, but before you get to that, there is a last chance sale. Uh, more than likely, based on the elements, you're not going to get it there before Christmas. But hey, right after, you know, I'm still seeing some folks and, you know, in between the holidays and New Year's and stuff like that, head on over to the website. 20% uh, off the entire website and free shipping is going on right now until December 29th. The right tools for the job. And Brian was showing you some of these neat things here. Uh, always, uh, always fun with, um, with manscaped, <laughs> um, you know, they're, uh, they're here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long, Brian. 
So maybe even through the season, maybe even through the Super Bowl, they'll have your weapon. Really? Looking, they'll have your weapon looking more. That's that's the tagline they gave you for the well, holidays. They'll, they'll ha- yeah. Well, that's not just for the holidays. That was all season long, brother. But their right. state of the art tech will have your weapon looking Ooh. more loaded than a Matt Canada offense, which isn't too difficult to do, to be honest. That's, but that is not the good. best. <laughs> But but we're still talking Comparison. about pro football here, so you know this just, is not throw it throw it out there as an Andy Andy Reid offense. That's then a, then that's a high potency weapon there. <laughs> that's actually what it says. It says the AFC West, but we're not covering the AFC West, I so uh, geez, I thought it'd be fun. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. So head on over to Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off, free shipping. Pittsburgh Steelers. Just to go through some of the series notes here. This is some of the stuff I usually do on the other show but since we're in an abbreviated uh kind of mishmash here with the holidays and festivus raiders lead this series all time 17 to 13 so they won last season back in september 19th steelers are eight and six at home they lead that raiders lead unsurprisingly 11 to 5 or over uh, wherever the hell they play. Now they're in the Death Star that's in Las Vegas. They're tied yeah. 3-3 in the playoffs. They haven't played in the postseason since 1984. Raiders have won each of the last two games that these teams have played head-to-head. Mike Tomlin, the head of the Pittsburgh Steelers, won 60-93 and two 16 seasons in the NFL as a head coach. All of them with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is 2-5 and five against the Raiders lifetime. Josh McDaniels is six and eight in his first season with the Raiders 17 and 25 as uh, a three-year NFL head coach too with the Denver Broncos prior. And this will be his first time as a Raiders head facing the Steelers. He is 0-1 against Pittsburgh uh, from his previous tenure with the Denver Broncos. Again, this is a home game for the Steelers. 8-15 is the kickoff in Pittsburgh. NFL Network, NFL Plus possibly, KDKA Channel 2 in Pittsburgh for those of you that are local. Rich Eisen along with Kurt Warner. Allison Williams and Steve Weiss are your sideline reporters. If you want to listen to this on satellite radio, uh, catch the Steelers feed on Sirius 85, XM 225, 826 on the internet. There is a national feed on uh, 88 uh, across uh, the Sirius XM NFL radio's flagship station there. The Raiders are on 81, 226, and 816. That'll be more than likely a Westwood One call with Mike Watson, Ross Tucker, who seems to just be everywhere if you turn on a radio. Ross Tucker does like three games a week or something, man. He is just straight horn up for that uh, color commentary dollar. Steelers Radio Network, of course, play-by-play. Uh, with Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley, Missy Matthews and Max Starks on the sidelines. Trey Blake is your referee for this game. So uh, I don't have anything to say about Trey Blake. Uh, sometimes I feel like Trey Blake's crew is the ones that like, they take like two minutes every now and then, but it's still not as bad as what like, um, oh, I wanted to say Brad Rogers or Cleet Blakeman. Like they look completely lost in space out there. So uh, well, Rick, yeah. Well, can we just broadly say that the refs stink? Yeah, they still and stink. We know they stink. So it doesn't matter. They stink. It, it it really it doesn't matter whichever ones that you end up getting um kind of digging into let's see some of the um i wanted to catch the over under and some of the other numbers for this game for those of you who might be betting on it it's 38 and a half should have took the money last week man would have just covered and we'll see what zacadonia does steelers are minus two and a half at home let's see here uh comparatively las vegas is 10th in points scored they are 23 in points allowed. Steelers are 27th and 13th likewise. And passing pass and rush-wise, 
The Raiders are 13th in both categories, where the Steelers are 24th and 18th. Defensively against the pass, Raiders are 26th, 15th against the run. Almost even, Steven, with the Steelers being 24th against the pass and 7th against the run. We're talking about an average of 117 uh, run yards given up uh, versus 109. So very little in between there and 244 versus 238 on average. So defensively, uh, they both appear to be about the same, in the same category when you're matching them up head to head. Of course, um, Alex Highsmith leads the Steelers with 11 sacks, maybe a snub alternate on the pro bowl. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a snub. No, uh, you know, I'm no, a big stand a for snub. him. <laughs> I'm a big stand for him. Well, he should have been over uh, pretty much anyone, but miles Garrett. And he's only like a number or two off of many of miles, miles Garrett's metrics. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there's no, there's really literally no excuse for them not to have made him a pro bowler. Yeah, it doesn't Look, matter I, though. I, I love TJ. <laughs> I love TJ. TJ doesn't deserve to be on the pro bowl team this year. Just doesn't. I agree. I'm sorry. But Alex Highsmith does. <laughs> Mika does too. Yes, yeah, so does Mika. Um, nobody else uh, in my estimation. Maybe Cam. Cam. Yeah. Cam. And but... Cam was still an alternate, but uh, Minka and TJ were the only two that outright make it on the team there. Uh, Max Crosby, 11 and a half sacks. So he's a half sack over uh, Alex Highsmith. Of course, Minka leads the team with four picks. Deron Harmon uh, with two for the Raiders. And that's about uh, the only other things we really need to get into is Steelers. Um, Steelers defense, where since we're already there against Raiders offense, Derek Carr, He's got uh, about 3,350 yards passing on the season, 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions for 89.2 rating. Josh Jacobs has been potent. He's almost at 1,500 yards for the season. He is uh, multidimensional. He could also catch out of the background, though they have a few other guys that they will put into the rotation uh, for pass protection and also uh, for that little release. And Devontae Adams, who got traded there from the Green Bay Packers in the offseason, 1,275 yards on 86 catches. That's 14.8 per reception with 12 touchdowns. And they're all beasts because I have Jacobs and Adams throughout my season long fantasy. So uh, that's very tough because now we're in the playoffs and, uh, you know, I don't want to root for them to do well against the Steelers. It would be tough to see what dynamic you get. We don't have the biggest amount of respect for Derek Carr. This team has been very bipolar. They've been turning on a little more as of late, just like the Steelers have been. And you got to think that with the weather, I mean, is Carr going to be throwing a frozen rock out there the same way Kenny Pickett should be cleared? They sounds like they held him out like one extra week just for precautions. But uh, I'm looking at this as uh, this needs to be a pass rush day for the Pittsburgh Steelers with TJ and Alex Highsmith getting to Carr and putting some pressure on him or stop the run. Yes, they should be able to to bottle up the run. It's been bipolar too with the Steelers because they allow some running, but the Falcons and the Panthers eh, and really the Ravens did some of their thing. And that's what they primarily do ran all over. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to say which Steelers defense you're going to get, but I'm, I'm hedging more towards the Raiders aren't primarily the run team. They're going to try and set that up with Adams. But what if they can't, what if Jacobs only gets 25 yards this week, you know? I, I think it is absolutely going to be critical uh, that pass rush get home. Um, and it, and it doesn't necessarily mean they have to get sacks, but they have to get pressure. Um, if if Carr has time, Devontae Adams is going to be a problem for our secondary. Uh, you know, who's their tight end? He probably will be a problem 
for us regardless. Well, uh, I mean, Darren Waller, and he came off of I, uh, IR and yeah. uh, just recently active. The Foster Moreau, he beat the Steelers up a little bit here. He's, he's a decent number two. He's not not Waller when, when Waller's healthy, obviously. When Waller's healthy, he's probably top three, top five guy. But yeah. that's few and far between. The guy has had his injury issue, issues throughout the seasons. It, it's just going to be very, very critical that – they get to Carr a couple times and then keep that pressure on so that he is not comfortable. Because if he gets comfortable, um, it's going to be a sad day. Yeah. Uh, some of the other guys, Mac Hollins, Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro in the slot. He's a very steady receiver. That's the one you got to be watching for. Middle of the field type stuff, yeah. especially on like third downs he's going to move the sticks and he just recently just getting healthy as well. Uh, and then also in the backfield, besides Jacobs, you got Brandon Bolden and then Amir Abdullah, who he's kind of like a cockroach in the NFL too, somehow still sticking around after all these years. And he, he find he finds a way, man. I, I don't understand yep. that one, but I, I don't have a whole lot of, what do you want to say? Respect. I want to put on their offensive line because I just, I, I just feel like the Steelers should be able to exploit these guys. Hopefully, um, Throughout this season, I was trying to see how many times uh, Carr has been sacked so far. Only 24 times. So they're not giving up a whole lot on different dropbacks. He gets uh, he, he gets rid of the ball as quick as uh, possible. Uh, completing about 61.2% of his passes. He's not infallible. He's not a guy that won't turn the ball over. <laughs> so, no, he's, he's not. Yeah. I think they could pressure him. I think they could get, I think they could beat up some of the guys on their O-line. That's the way I feel. I mean, th this is absolutely a game they can win, and it really does depend on which Raiders team shows up. You know, is it the Raiders team that beats the Chiefs, or is it the Raiders team that, you know, loses to whoever they've lost to? Um, you know, is it a, the Raiders team that gets lucky, like they did last week against the Patriots, uh, and and gets a miracle? <laughs> um, Chandler Jones, man. Yeah, I know. Oof. It's, you know, they, they have been... I don't think they've really been beaten up this season to the sense where they've just gotten shellacked. Um, in, in that sense, it's much like the Steelers where they've been in games, been close, find ways to lose <laughs> more so. Um, so you just kind of got to hope that they're, you know, this is a dome team, a, a West coast team that is essentially not used to playing in weather and, Let's hope that that has an impact on them, makes it a little more difficult uh, for them to get going. And and let's hope that that happens a lot, what you're seeing right there. Number 90 is in his grill all day. Uh, let's just hope that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I feel. They've had three different overtime games this year. They've won two of those three, two of those against Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks. Of course, the Broncos – you can't really you can't place anything when they're division games, even if the teams yeah. in their division have played crappy because they're division games, and uh, yeah. those teams are always uh, they have like an intimate. It, it's kind of like you see them twice, you see each other twice a year, every year, and for the players who have still been around defensively, offensively, they're able to look and see. They remember film from maybe a previous year or something like that. And I understand they both have new staffs, but still, there's tendencies and things that you see. It's the reason why certain stuff doesn't work. Like if the Steelers go and face the Ravens or the Bengals or something like that. Uh, you're not left guessing as much. I was actually watching even that Thursday night game with the Jaguars and the Jets. 
and they put in that CFL quarterback. And you want to talk about a, a fan base that went nuts. Zach Wilson, they're just booing him. It reminds me of Trubisky, ironically, against the Jets and Kenny Pickett coming in. It was very much like that. And then they're just running the ball, and the Jags didn't have an answer for it right away because it's not something they're used to seeing. Um, and those teams who, who won that game? I wasn't familiar. paying attention. Uh, Jacksonville. So Jacksonville, they may have eliminated the Steelers from this thing entirely, being in the hunt because now they're sneaking into it. I was thinking yeah. the Steelers still have a couple teams that are ahead, in front of them that uh, are still on the schedule. The Jags, I think, have to lose two out of three. So if they, beat, like, if they won that game, they they have to lose the rest of them, which is probably not going to happen. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, and the one reason that I say that I wouldn't necessarily say that it's, it's still Jacksonville dude. And they, well, they got the Texans probably. and Titans and the Titans probably now not. have Malik Willis. So eh, Pro- maybe probably, I will, probably, probably not, probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, we need a Christmas miracle, <laughs> a festivist miracle, a festivist miracle. It's a festivist miracle. <laughs> it you know, almost, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if the Steelers make, if the Steelers make the playoffs, I will make a donation in your honor to the human fund. Oh, okay. That sounds <laughs> – they had with this – well, you did I not gift you one of these same ones that had the thing? It came with cards for the I human fund. I don't think I got that one. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I was gonna, I'm going to have to get it because I need to be able to have the little noises. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have the like – okay. So as we know, the snowpocalypse is upon us, and even yes. wearing this sweater – and this hat, I am not cold right now, even within the confines of my, what is it officially right now? Minus one. It was minus nine as the low. And it says it'll get up to 14. I'd like to know when, because we're already midway through the afternoon. Uh, I mean, the sun's going to fall here in about two hours. Is it going to warm up overnight? That doesn't seem to be the way science works. Uh, not usually. I couldn't get out to the storage to get the fest i have the full festivus pole it's like yep, four or five I have that as well the yep. conduit and i i'm I, I built that sucker and i don't have it and i feel very unfestive like uh it was a great you know height to weight ratio uh but anyways uh i digress flipping around the other side can you pick it he's gonna have a couple of uh pass rushers in his face actually we, we should look at maybe the injury report real quick before getting too far into this because um let's let's do so yeah because you know why there's um there's still practicing like the Tuesday was like more of a guess or something that they put on here so it didn't look good for Terrell Edmonds he landed on here uh with a hamstring they still have game statuses listed here uh cam hayward larry o they're resting most of the week this is still a short week because it is a saturday game so keep that in mind uh their practice is a little disjointed deontay johnson had been limited he's still questionable Najee showed up with a hip it was a full participant recently as was Derek watt miles jack still questionable with the groin uh kenny hopefully will be out of concussion protocol here we don't really care about josh jackson uh, Pat Fryermuth, full participant all the way through. J.C. Hassenauer had some personal business to attend to, and George Pickens had an illness. When you flip over to the Raiders' side, uh, let's see, Alex Bars, Jackson Barton, Andrew Bill- Andrew Billings is actually a guy who plays for them uh, quite frequently, so that's one to keep an eye on, yeah. defensive tackle. A fibula. A fibula, Brian. I don't know. Like, a lot of times I look at these reports – and you How see, you like, have a fibula? toe, back. Fibula is like an actual bone. Like knee. You're probably talking is like that a some lower leg bone. I mean, let's have let's have a little anatomy here. Where is the fibula located in your leg? The fibula 
I was think I think it's isn't that the our anterior bone to the tibula, the, which is at the top of the leg? Like, isn't there two bones up there in the top? The well, tibula and the Well, here it is. This is from Wikipedia. It's oh damn it, it's in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there. Like, is it like a bone bruise? Like, I make fun of these reports quite frequently enough, but did, did he lose it? Did like somebody come and grab it out of his leg and now he has to get a new? Yeah, there's like a there's like a rabid animal running around like just gnawing on it somewhere. I don't I don't know. So um anyways, uh Alex Bar Alex Bars though and um Jermaine Illuminor and I'm trying to think of let's see, Jackson Barton is actually a backup for Colton uh miller but if one of these other tackles can't go and then he's hurt they're going to be down to like a fourth string tackle uh on this list darian butler linebacker let's see deron Harmon, uh but he came back as a full practice nobody's uh the only person that's really out is rock yon singh uh corner and then you also have dylan parham they're beat up on the line guard and samir white so they've got starters and reserve guys which can definitely uh affect special teams play as well so just something to keep an eye on. Steelers offense. Let's see if they can continue rush, running the ball. It seems like they've been able to at nice. least get 100 or so on the ground uh, over the last few weeks. That is definitely would aid Kenny Pickett. Is he going to be a little rusty? How's that going to look? It seems like they played very safe. They had that really long drive last week against the Panthers. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily think that that's going to be the norm uh for them no. either so you're not going to get 21 play drives no that's the norm if you if you do the game's going to last like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what i'm okay with that being christmas eve and having to be back for christmas day this thing if this sucker's over at 11 i'll be happy but that, we know that's not going to be the case not going to be the case and we'll no. see how many people are there if it's only like 30 some thousand that will definitely help with the flow and the travel and everything like that it's going to be a very rough turnaround for yours truly and you were looking at just celebrating uh entirely there like home alone two style in the penthouse or something originally the penthouse <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be in a plaza penthouse. hotel or wherever it was nah, i don't i don't think it, we were yeah like town place suites as <laughs> 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 a hotel but, but I will those say, are like aren't those like the efficiency rooms though that have like like a maybe like a a fridge a microwave maybe even oh yeah yeah those, those are nice i like those yeah. i like having that type of stuff and when I travel with, you know, the whole family, we get a two bedroom. So the daughter has her own bedroom, doesn't have to sleep on a pullout couch. So, you know, well, that's, it's, it's that's nice. very, you know, you know, you spring an extra. That's, that's the Christmas cheer you're spreading around. It's just because I'm, you know, I used to travel quite a bit in back in the day. And, uh, I, you know, I'm a Marriott super duper guy and they, they cater to my every whim. <laughs> well, that's always maybe, nice. Maybe not. I got to bring this up, by the way. Um, and, and this won't make any sense for the listeners. But um, your response to your to my Facebook post is incorrect. You're wrong. I'm but, just letting you know. <laughs> wait, I, I even forgot what was going on with that. The, the, the number of people in the in the in the yard. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. We, can, we got time for a riddle. Real the quick. answer is well, yeah, well. Oh, you know. Well, yeah. But if I have to give the answer, then no, it doesn't matter in the comments. Well, you know what? We'll cats. give it away on the next show. How about that? All right. Okay. okay. Well, let me, now I gotta I gotta find it now because. All right. Well, uh, let me let me um let me finish with we'll we'll close out the show with the with the with the trivia riddle. trivia yes. trivia riddle. trivia questions. Uh, Chandler Jones, Andrew Billings, Bilal Nichols, Max Crosby is your defensive front four for the for the Raiders. They are formidable. Uh, Clellan Farrell is one of the backups there as to Sean Bauer. 
Those are guys that could get after the quarterback. You have uh, Luke Masterson, Denzel Perryman, who is a just do-it-all utility kind of inside middle linebacker type. And then, uh, as I said, uh, was it Darian Butler? Was he the one that was already out? I had said he was the one that was ruled out. So that'll be uh, one guy down in their linebacking core. And, of course, the secondary, Nate Hobbs, Rocky Asin, he's out. Uh, Trayvon Morig and Deron Harmon are the safeties. So... Yeah, they're beat up. They have not had a good secondary this year. So the Steelers should be able to exploit this, and if they could get a little bit of time of possession with the ground game and balance this out so you don't have to rely just on Kenny, maybe get a lead if you can play with a lead. That was the biggest thing against the Baltimore Ravens was uh, the, the, your game script completely changes. And anytime the Steelers have really been behind this year, they haven't been a be, they haven't been able to come from even last year. I mean, Ben was able to do some stuff, but those weren't necessarily well, remember, translating into victories. He had more come from behind wins drives yeah. than anybody in the NFL last year. Yeah. So and they weren't all wins either. They didn't win every single one of those. Like the Vikings, for example, they didn't end up winning that one, but they made it. Uh, they made it almost look like the Vikings and Colts uh, the, just the last weekend. So. Be interesting what, to see what the hell was going on with Jeff Saturday and that team in wherever the hell they were. Were they in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh well, okay. Then then they kicked then too I, many field goals. That's what sure was going I can on. still excuse being up thirty three to nothing at the half and losing just because you happen to be on the road. No, no, that, no. you can't. That's a, that, you can't. That's historical Ridiculous. all time. That's like the, the fire craziest. Tomlin crowd would be out with the pitchforks and torches Ooh. even in this weather. For no, sure. You need to switch to another day of the week at head coach. I think that's, that's <laughs> he was the bad. first guy NFL. You want to talk about low hanging fruit for the clickbait the first uh, Saturday season. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. The first guy named Saturday to coach a team on Saturday in NFL history. And it was like, well, they probably want to forget about that one now. Uh, but now they're going to like Nick Foles who starts for like his sixth or seventh NFL team or something like that. He's still playing. Oh uh, my God. I don't know where they actually, (laughs) where where they uh, drug him out from. And you know, they're not going to go back to Sam Ellinger. And you talk about a team that's like in complete and utter disarray for looking for quarterbacks. That's just, uh, I have a trainer that uh, I get from the gym. It's not, this is not me hiring an ultra, you know, top of the line, elite Hollywood trainer. This is a free trainer that comes at Planet Fitness. Okay. <laughs> that being said, the trainer at Planet Fitness, her husband is a Colts fan. And he, she tells me when she trains me, she's like, he doesn't care anymore. He just wants a draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was most of the folks that were there at Lucas Oil. And yeah. I told you, I think I might have told you this, or I was telling Flash this. I told this story, and I'll tell it real quick. But I have a friend that's a very good, uh, a good friend that is a big Colts fan, and they were giving out actually stocking caps at the game, and uh, they were on the table as I'm walking in for that Monday night game, and I'm like, oh, I'll grab one of these for Chris. I'm like, he'll, he'll, and I gave it back to him when I went back to town and saw everybody like a couple weeks ago, and <clears throat> you know he was very thankful about it. And then this, and he posted about it and he's like, nobody knows how big of a Colts fan I am. I really appreciate it. And then that game happened and he goes, that's it. I'm done. I quit. I'm no longer a Colts fan. I'm going to, somebody give me another team to, to, to be a fan of. And I think somebody in his family is actually a Bengals fan. Right. And they were like, who day? And that's who he jumped on. I was like, that bandwagon is about to tip over, dude. Like they couldn't have any more people on the cart. It's the Oregon trail. You're going to die of dysentery being on that thing. So just like, and I'm like, I hope you're not carrying this into next season. Of course, you're going to jump on a winning teams 
or at least a team that's in some position to look like they're going to do something in the postseason. I, I can't say that the Steelers are in that position by any means and half the league, you know. Uh, there's a lot of teams. And you look around the NFL, six and eight doesn't look too bad. It's just like the log jam of the, it's the actual losses and who they've lost to that would uh, adjust the tiebreakers because you've got so many teams right now that are in the same boat. It, it's yeah. it's kind of mind blowing. I mean, you got okay. Buffalo's eleven and three. Miami's eight and six. New England's seven and seven. The Jets are now seven and eight. Cincinnati's ten and four. They've clinched the playoff spot already. Baltimore's nine and five. Cleveland and Pittsburgh both at six and eight. The Titans are seven and seven. Jacksonville's seven and eight. Okay, Indianapolis four nine and one. Houston's one twelve and one, and easily the worst team in the league. Kansas City's eleven and three. They've clinched their division and playoff spot. But the Chargers are eight and six. The Raiders are six and eight. The Broncos are four and ten. Um, you've got the NFC East Phillies 13 and one Cowboys 10 and four Giants are eight, five and one Washington seven, six and one Minnesota 11 and three. They've clinched the spot Detroit seven and seven coming on strong here. Green Bay six and eight. Who would have thunk that right? Last three NFC title games in a row that they played in Chicago, overrated. Chicago three <laughs> and 11, which we enjoy very much. So thank you for trading for, for, uh, chase Claypool. And then you've got the NFC South, where Tampa Bay is leading this division with the six and eight record. Three teams are five and nine between the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. And then to um, end all of this, somehow the San Francisco 49ers have crawled to 10 and four and have clinched the division in their playoff uh, spot. Seattle is seven and seven, which nobody would have thought of. And the Cardinals and defending Super Bowl champion LA Rams are four and ten. But you've got a lot of teams that are sitting here in like the six and eight, seven and seven uh, type, uh, eight and six. And there's no, how are these going to all end up? Everybody going to be 500 going into the playoffs aside from like three gonna teams be crazy. in each division. It's going to be crazy. Conference. And it's going to be even crazier trying to figure out who drafts yeah. based on these records. It's nuts. I, I, you know, I guess this is parody. Is that what this is? Is this parody? It or is, is this just a bunch of bad football? Or is, or is it a parody? <laughs> a parody of the NFL. Is this is this the beginning of the end? It could be. It's a it's a paradox. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> speaking speaking of paradox, here you go. The, the you snow, were in the garden. The you snow, the snow the snow paradox. Oh no, that's yes. the snow apocalypse. Never mind. You. Oh, this is the riddle. This is the this riddle. This is the riddle. You were in the garden. There are thirty four people in the yard, and you kill. 30 of them. Why? I don't know. It's not important for this riddle. Brown fans. You were in the yard, or excuse me, you were in the garden. You killed, there were 34 people in the garden. You killed 30 of the people in the garden. Oh, wait, there uh, were 34 people in the yard. Oh, wait, I'm getting, okay. <laughs> I've read it wrong. Okay. <laughs> you were in the garden, you, Joe Kuzma. You were in That's the me. garden. There were 34 people in your front yard. You got annoyed. Yes. You, you, you said, you rambunctious people in my yard. I'm coming out there. And One of them killed, said who day. That was it. it. Well, apparently 30 of them said who day because you killed 30 of them. You innocent bystanders. All right. So there, you killed 30 of the 34 people in the yard. How many people are in the garden? Yeah. And I gave you my answer, which was just me. Which was, it's wrong. Ugh. It's wrong. Oh, depends, You're wrong. Depends if the garden's in the yard, I guess. 
No, because it's clearly delineated. It's a garden and a yard. And there were 34. That killed and there 30 were 34, people. and you killed 30 of them. All those people were in the yard, but who, how many people are in the garden? Okay, we're going to leave that one for the comments. Section. It'll be <laughs> interesting to see if people respond to that one. Uh, we're up against it. Thank you for listening. This is, you know, Festivus. We're two days out to Christmas Day. We've got the game tomorrow. I know a lot of you are going to be busy. Maybe this is background noise for you while you're still wrapping some gifts or doing some errands if you're even capable of leaving your domicile. So Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we appreciate you supporting the program, watching or listening wherever you may be. Have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. And or or festive festivus, a festive or festivus. a celebratory Kwanzaa, or or even uh, a, a bodacious Boxing Day. Because that would be great. I don't. We got we got people listening. Is. Canada, the demographics show. I don't know what that is. And they could even get the free shipping and everything world worldwide. Uh, worldwide free shipping. Our, our guy, on, our guy Peter the, down in Australia yeah, got it. So make your balls nice and yeah. look like look like Joe's head. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Actually, actually, and I've been wearing this hat, and I, I'd have to do it off the side. I've not shaved the head uh, here all week. It's almost grown out as much as the beard because I need something there to insulate, to insulate me. You've got it going, too. If I'm there Saturday night, i got to have a little bit extra there. I'm not going to be some dumbass that goes out and shaves my head, shorn it, just like, you know, the manly bits parts. Uh, and make it as smooth as a baby's behind. Uh, that's not going to happen. I need I need that little extra, even if it affords me an extra degree or two of warmth. That's fair. There's not now that much notice- down the middle, but on the sides, I, I got I got a little bit there. I'm looking like you know some past uh, presidential portraits or some things like that. Wild West, I, whatever. I, like I've been waiting all day to brag about this, so I'm going to brag about it now here at the end of the show. So you can tell I ha- I don't have the mohawk right now. Yeah. Right. But I have. I, I feel th- this morning I earned the mohawk back. Okay. So you know I've I've I have uh, I've had I got a bad. I'm old. I have a bad shoulder. I got a bad knee. I'm old. And but I go to my gym and and you know it's been it's been many many years since I felt like I was pressing benching a lot. But I did 305 not once. Ooh. Not once, but twice this morning. Ooh, ooh, two big reps. I hope you had a two spotter, man. Don't hurt yourself right before doing all this. Got a spotter? You're on the cage? You got the cage? Oh, got the cage? At least got the cage gotta... there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Got to have the cage <laughs> at least. You're going to end up like Beavis and Butthead where he's like, ah, ah, get it off That's me. And then, Beav- and then Butthead plates. couldn't lift it off at the same time he's trying to push. Yeah. Been probably 20, 15 years probably at least since I could do man. three plates you know, on each side. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm not even sure I've done. Earned, I'm sure I have. Earned the mohawk back. Earned it back. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like, you know, trying to compete or something like that. At some point, I know I have, but I was never a guy that was like, oh, I gotta do 300 or whatever because I was either like a um, low rep heavyweight or high rep low weight, and it didn't really matter. It was just a matter of muscle confusion whenever I was that's doing. That's the that's the reason right there. Yeah. See, his, this is the only reason. Because I feel dumb for doing it because I'm old and I should not have been doing it. <laughs> With the right? shoulder. Yeah. But I, I, read, I read this article the other day, and it's not something I didn't know, but I read it. And I was, it was like, no, don't, don't do the high rep, low weight thing. Do the low rep, heavyweight thing. And I was like, I haven't, you know what? I haven't done that in a while. Let me do a little bit of low rep, you know, heavy and see how I feel. 
And so, you know, I started out, I did like eight reps at like 245. And I was like, that feels pretty good. I don't, I don't have, and, and so I did, you know, I did my sets and I, I'm like, do I got, do I got two in me? Well, I really, honestly, I didn't think I did. I, I was like, do I even have one in me? One, one in me to hit 300. And of course you can't, unless I'm going to really play with the, with the plates, I can't just hit 300. Yeah. So, I know. you know, I, know. I get it to 305, you know, it's, it's, which is really, you know, what it's like five pounds less than, than three plates on each side. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's two fives on each side that you otherwise you'd be at, at three plates, but I'm like, can I do it? Can I do it? And I, and I did it. And then I was like, I think I got another one in me. And I did another one. I was like, all right, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say three plates at the bar. If it's an Olympic bar, that's 45 pounds. Yeah, you might have been right. at 315, dude. I would have been at 315 if I had three plates. That's what I said. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I got you. I didn't do three plates. I, But I feel like two at 305 means I could have done one at 315. You know, I never, um, I was probably around that, and I can say that just because of my frame. You know, I'm probably, you know, 250 yeah. ish. And, you know, you do probably your body weight. If you're, you know, working out like anything, you should be able to do your body weight. So I'd probably hit that at some point. But yeah, a 12, a 12 week program, it was probably like a couple weeks, like six reps, a couple weeks, eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps. So you're, you're negotiating the weight. And uh, it's either very heavy on the lower end or very light on the other end where, you know, you're just doing like, you know, 245 plates in the bar when you're doing like 12 reps or whatever. And then it also depends on your incline on the bench and everything like that. So, yeah, always, always. And of course, if you're doing it by yourself, I never wanted to go too heavy and be in the Beavis and Butthead type situation where it's like on your neck. So, um, but yeah, I've been a part of chains on air um, back when I was really doing the heavy training, the resistance bands and everything like that. So don't hurt yourself, man. I hurt my shoulder once and then went out like then did very sure. dumb it's too late. Stuff just like that. Don't, yeah, it's too late my, now. Too late. We're the men. We're men. Up. We I, I've, I'm hurt. I've been hurt. <laughs> I would take advantage of that during the feats of strength. So, folks. No, see, look, I can do 305. I, you ain't feats of strength in me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Had to be another way, Brian. Had to be another way. Hopefully that picks up on the a new a new holiday a festivus, a festivus for the rest, for the rest of us, of us. <laughs> folks <laughs> don't forget to like comment and subscribe that will do it for us happy holidays my name's joe kuzma his name's briny roach and until next time we encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later even the two percenters aren't here <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com 